Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to another Sports Injury Central Pro Football Doc podcast. Our first postseason edition of the season. Week 18 is over. On to the postseason for super wild card round. Six games. I love the six games. I love the two Saturday, Sunday, one Monday night, back to Monday night, although it made me a liar. I told my wife, no more Monday night football, no more Thursday <laughs> night football. <laughs> yeah, there was a Monday night game. So, you know, and then, of course, uh, tonight we're recording this on Monday. There'll be the national championship game. And she's going to say, I thought you said there weren't any Monday night football. I said for NFL. And then there's going to be next week. <laughs> I, I love it all. But, um, Jacob, what do you think? Jacob's with us here. Uh, do you like the, do you use the name wild card or super wild card? It is a super wild card because there's six games now. And then at least the only, my only uh, saving grace for the Monday is it's the four or five matchup. So at least we'll have the seating set. It's not like we won't know who's going to travel to who, but depending on the winner of that game. But that's probably the uh, most injury based game, I would say, is uh, Tampa and, and Philly. I mean, the most high profile Baker had the, the minor right ankle. We'll get into all that later, but. Yeah, well, that's an interesting point. It's probably not an accident to know the game set up, but it, then it also then it sort of makes it a little bit of an advantage for preparation for some teams. But I would imagine the NFL probably has it worked out where the winner of the Monday night game is playing Sunday next week. Yeah. Right? They're not going to make them play Saturday on the road, probably, I would imagine. I was going to say, does it help Houston to play two Saturdays in a row or does it not matter? just mentality-wise, team-wise? I don't know that it matters much. I mean, Saturday to Saturday is the same Sunday to Sunday cycle. That's, and Browns have to go Sunday to Saturday, so. <laughs> and the Not Browns that they played to, anybody. And the Browns have to travel. Right. Not Houston, that they played anybody in Week 18. They had their seating locked up, so. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, the Bengals, the Bengals crushed them, huh? Yeah. Anyways. All right, let's get to this week's podcast here. We're going to be playoff heavy and uh, uh, for sure. Um, let's get rolling. Yeah, we'll hit some key names, um, then we'll get into the matchups, uh, focus on more minutia. We're going to have a series of videos posted on our YouTube later today. Um, if you're listening to this on Monday, probably be up already. Uh, if you're listening on Tuesday, probably uh, is up. Uh, let's start with TJ Watt. He's probably the biggest single-name defensive injury that we got. Yeah, and, and with playoffs, we're going to get more granular with field views and six scores, and we'll walk through game by game the matchups, uh, et cetera. And uh, if you want to make life easy, I know you guys will have some sick pick offers and and uh, we already discussed the algorithm. And there are some definite injury advantages this week. So go to SICscore.com. So TJ Watt. So by video in game on Saturday. Really unfortunate. I mean, the play was kind of done. It was friendly fire. TJ Watt was looking the other way and uh, looked like an MCL. We hope the rain 
and the grass field actually helps him from making it more significant. I mean, that could have been an ACL if it were a foot stuck in the ground, a, a contact ACL, but it's not. Um, thought it was a at least a mild to moderate grade MCL, which didn't meant we did not think TJ Watt was coming back. And it was interesting. The uh, it's interesting now how the media wars, yeah, the reporting. big boys, yeah, are in game reporting. I mean, I mean, I'm talking the big boys like rap sheet and Schefter in game often report injuries and we can talk, talk about that a little bit i i still remember i mean to me it's burned in my mind carson wentz started for the rams i guess we can cover that when uh when well we'll get to it now carson wentz i still remember the game that he got injured it was against the rams when he injured his knee and his his career trajectory right. changed i remember specifically because it was in december it was a game at the Coliseum against the Rams. No, I didn't go. I was actually uh, taking Sunday afternoon with the lighting correct at the park pictures with the twins for <laughs> Christmas because the wife said we need Christmas pictures right. and Christmas card pictures and whatever. And we're at the park and we we're supposed to do, and I've got my phone and you guys are tech, you know, whatever, <laughs> all this stuff. And, and up to this point in time, I kind of was – and now there's more doctors and other things and students and physical therapists doing in-game injury stuff now. But at the time, I kind of was the only guy. And I'm at the park and my phone's going crazy for media guys and texting and Carson Wentz is injured. And my wife's giving me the evil eye, like, what are you doing You're on your phone? <laughs> and finally, I go, wow, it's a big injury. She goes, all right. So we're supposed to do the crescendo photos, right? You do the little kids first and then get all the pictures and this that the other then you add in the rest of the family at the end you know kind of right. thing said we did it reverse <laughs> the, the big family <laughs> photo first uh and then and then i left and went back home by the time i got home and it wasn't even that long adam Schefter had already tweeted he tore his acl i was like wow that was my first in game where i go the big boys are reporting stuff like this and um I then looked at the video that was on my TiVo, you know, rewind. And it's like, <laughs> oh, it's more than just ACL. That's where we said it was LCL and ACL. Carson Wentz finished that series. They scored the touchdown, right? right. But still, it was a multi-ligament. And anyways, that was the start. But going back to TJ Watt, Rap Sheet was saying, you know, in-game pretty much right after game two, saying as specific as grade three MCL. Look, grade two, grade three. He's now downgraded to grade two. Right. We his always brother thought JJ Watt came in with the grade two. Oh, his brother JJ Watt came yeah. in with the grade two. Okay, I didn't know the details there. Uh, we don't necessarily get any grades. We just know it was an MCL. Was it a complete tear, needing surgery, grade three? No. Um, but it's, he's an edge rusher. Like you're gonna put him on one side and you know try like very hard to play through that MCL, and that's why he didn't come back to the game. The Steelers are now in the playoffs. He's not playing wild card round. He's probably not playing divisional round. If they get to the conference championship round, I think he might play. So unfortunately, bad timing for TJ Watt and the Steelers. Or maybe we'll ask JJ Watt when he's returning to play. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not happening, unfortunately, for the Steelers. Yeah. There's some news on Gabe Davis. They released any separate L sprain during the game. Uh, status is to be determined, but he has not been ruled out. Yeah, good. So Gabe Davis will get to that 
certainly contusion anteriorly was when he tripped himself or was tripped in the end right. zone, landed. Um, we'll get to that as well, but thank you. Yeah, that Pittsburgh line, I think that's that's reflected at already plus 10 going into Buffalo. So TJ Watt is 19 sacks. That's a big loss. That's a big loss. And, and you know, Gabe Davis, if he has even a mild PCL, it's going to be very hard for him to play this week. And uh, although I think, if anything, it's mild and uh, assuming the Bills win, it gives him a chance next week. But certainly he will be back this playoffs if the Bills stay alive, right? right. And uh, if Josh Allen can cut down on the turnovers, right? I mean, <laughs> it's uh, a big if. It's a big, big if the whole season. <laughs> Look, uh, that's his game, man. That's what <laughs> live, live by Josh Allen, die by Josh Allen. That's what yeah. you got. Yeah. Uh, Going to another quarterback, uh, Jalen Hurts had the right middle finger injury, did come back to the game, so it didn't seem like that big a deal. But is that going to affect him going forward? Throws, rushes, tush push, all the above? Well, big deal and not big deal. Let me give you all the big deal sides of it. Um, maybe I'll cut in the Twitter picture that I tweeted. I mean, a swan neck deformity. I can't even make my finger do that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, th this tip is bent. This is, I mean, the only people who've seen those deformities are in uh, grandma or grandpa, especially if they have rheumatoid arthritis or something, right? I mean, uh, that was an ugly picture. He wasn't showing anyone the bird or your yeah. number one. I mean, he was holding up his finger going, oh, look at this, you know, kind of deal. So bad news is that's a significant injury. It's a soft tissue injury. No fracture, but we knew that. I mean, that's been reported. It's uh, the ligaments and the collaterals. It basically is a balance imbalance. And basically, yeah, his finger joint popped out, popped it back in, and it's a soft tissue injury. So the bad news is it's significant. The bad news is it requires treatment. The bad news is it won't be 100% throughout these playoffs. The good news, you can play through it. He did return to the game. It should not require surgery. It can be treated with splinting. I think you'll have some splint on it. And he has an index finger dominant throwing grip where I think he can still throw reasonably effectively. But this is his throwing hand middle finger, so it's not a nothing. But the good news is I think he can play through it. He says he's day-to-day. It shouldn't affect ball security much. It shouldn't affect his throwing much. Of course, it's painful, but it's the NFL. I mean, Jalen Hurts has played through the SC joint, the ankle the year before that. The knee this year. The knee this year earlier. Uh, he's going to play through, no question about it. I think A.J. Brown's the bigger deal, although A.J. Yep. Brown, I think, has a chance to play through with his what we determined to be mild uh, MCL sprain. Um, his ACL safe though. Rap Rapport was all over that. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good to know. I mean, yeah. and that's something we learned. I mean, we could we could have just said that. We just it wasn't a worry yeah. about the ACL. It's, it's a big category if we just uh, label every ACL safe when we know it's safe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it might maybe, help some people, but maybe there's some upside to it because yeah. it eases some people's worries, but also 
I mean, it's an easy way to quote be right, but right. also I think some people worry about it, right? Yeah. They, and so I don't think it's a bad thing. And and we're being positive. It's right. not something, and we get so much grief about being negative. Oh, why do you say this? How do you know this? You know, kind of thing. Um, we're just trying to call it as it is. We're not trying to be overly optimistic or overly pes pessimistic. It's just injury analysis by video, right? And by video, that wasn't an ACL, it was a mild MCL. But here's the thing. If this were Devonta Smith, who has a high ankle sprain, right. who still is iffy to play this next week against Tampa, I think a mild MCL affects Devonta Smith a lot more than A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, big body, veteran, he can be straight line. He can use his body. He can use his veteran while to catch some balls. I think he tries to play this week. Will he be fully effective? I think some of his routes he won't be, right? But I think he can try and play. So I would say that A.J. Brown's knee will affect him more than Jalen Hurts's finger affects Jalen Hurts. And, of course, Sidney Brown's the worst. He tore his ACL. Yeah. He's done not only for this season but not ready for the start of next season. Uh, just to clarify, Jalen Hurts' finger is better than Justin Herbert's earlier this year where he could only take shotgun snaps. Is it going to affect any kind of game plan like that? Well, because it's a soft tissue injury. Now, Justin Herbert was on his left hand, right. so it's better for throwing, gripping, but it was a fracture that was unstable. Right, so you don't want the ball hitting it on the snap. Jalen Hurts structurally is stable. He has this ligament tendon imbalance to the funky finger that can be taped, et cetera, and gotten to heal. So uh, Justin Herbert's worse because it's a fracture. Jalen Hurts is worse because it's his throwing hand. But overall, I think Justin Herbert's is a worse injury. If this were the throwing hand on Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts, that injury, they'd He'd miss time, right? Uh, significant time because it was non throwing hand he played through. So, this is a better injury for sure, although you would prefer it to be on the non throwing hand. But that's how he got it. He followed through and he hit uh, uh, a Giants defender. I don't know if you mentioned, Doc, AG Brown has had surgeries on both those knees. We're not seeing any issue with that right. compared. Yeah, he's had some chronic knee yeah. issues, right. but this is something that's new. That's and the reason why he was traded. Yeah, and he'll, I think he'll play. I think I lean towards him playing. How effectively is the question? Uh, two others that have missed the previous two weeks um, and are questionable to play, uh, haven't practiced yet, so we don't have a status yet. But Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert, Jalen Waddle with that left ankle, Raheem Mostert, more knee, but he's has had a lingering ankle for the last uh, couple of weeks in the season. See either of those two playing? I think Waddle's going to try and play. We never saw it as a high ankle. I remember Tyree Kill still was in a boot when he went to his house right. with the fire. Uh, glad everyone's okay there. Mostert, I mean, HN averaged, what, 7.8 yards for hundred over 100 carries in the season? Yeah, that touchdown run was something else. Um, we'll see about Mostert as effectiveness. I lean towards him playing, but I think HN is he's, probably he's the— He's splitting snaps at best yeah. with HN now, yeah. That's why they drafted him, too. And they still have Russell, uh, sorry, Russell, Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson Jr. Jr. Yeah. Not Russell. Jeff well, we'll have plenty Jr. of time to talk about Russell yeah, heading into the offseason. Carries for 800 yards this year, averaging 7.8 yards a carry. Wow. Even had a lingering toe late in the season, but it looks like he's past that. Yeah. Uh, Sam Laporta, Detroit Lions, uh, had their seating locked up. Laporta hurt, I think it was midway through the third quarter. 
could raise some eyebrows for why he's still in the game, but I know you can't you can't rest everybody. Look, yeah, I don't blame Dan Campbell at all. First of all, it's a little bit of a freak injury. Second, secondly, fifty three guys on the active roster, forty six are activated. You gotta play somebody. You can't sit everybody, and he's a rookie, so you would assume. And I get Dan Campbell's attitude. We're gonna play, and they did play people. That was an unfortunate injury for Sam Laporta. And Detroit doesn't have a lot of line, uh, tight ends, right? They don't have a lot of other tight ends on the roster. Now, maybe in the second half, you could have started to shut them down, but the game was still competitive. And, and in the end, it was for a seed, right? I mean, uh, I guess, unfortunate. The early news matched what we said. Right. The early news from Dan Campbell was it wasn't as bad as it looked, but it was, it's not, it's not good, good, news. Yeah. good news either, right? And that's what we said. We said it looked like an LCL, lateral collateral ligament, and PCL, sorry, posterior lateral corner, PLC, posterior mm-hmm. lateral corner. You could call it a hyperextension. It's not a pure straight hyperextension. Once again, major media said hyperextension and bone bruise. Yeah, I mean, I guess we were overly specific saying posterior lateral corner and LCL. Yes, with associated bone bruise. And Dan Campbell now says this morning there's an outside shot of him playing. I was going to have that in the coach speak. What's more coach speak, him saying he has an outside shot of playing or they're not looking to add a tight end? Well, I mean, um, that's a good question. I don't know that Dan Campbell does a lot of coach speak. (laughs) He's he's stream of consciousness speak, right? I mean, mean, look – I do take the outside shot of playing as let's keep hope alive rather than reality. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, he coaches with his heart on his sleeve. That's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I think that's, even if he plays, there's no way he's going to be effective. As far as not looking at adding anyone, um, you know, I mean, it is hard to add someone into a system. There are a couple people out there, but, you know, they got a GM. I mean, look, I think it's GM malpractice not to look at adding someone all year, all the time, right? Right. But I guess maybe saying it hasn't gotten on his head coaching radar screen where the GM says, do you want this guy? Do you not? Right. Kind of thing. So I think you have to take him at his word. But there's some issues for Detroit here. Uh, you know, Khalif Raymond. Right. I'm sure you're asking about him next. That looks like a significant PCL sprain, more so worse than um, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. Khalif Raymond is missing this week as well, um, and likely more. I think he's got a higher grade injury than Gabe Davis in terms of how he hit with his right knee PCL. So PCL for Khalif Raymond. Jameson Williams has uh, the high ankle still. Yeah, left high ankle. Left high ankle still coming off of that. Khalif Raymond. And then Sam Laporta out. I mean, Dan Campbell did say Jameson Williams should be good to go this week. So that might be more out of necessity with the Khalif Raymond injury. Yeah. I mean, good to go versus 100% are two different things. Right. It's good to hear that he is likely good to go. Uh, next one I got, uh, again, this is some of the matchups. Got Browns, and we have uh, the AFC and NFC health rankings on our website right now. Uh, you can go click through those to get all the specific scores. But the Texans do have the health advantage early game on Saturday against over the Browns. Uh, I think you pointed out to us, Doc, that 
this is the first time that Stroud is facing the Browns because last time they played, it was a combination of Case Keenum and Davis Mills, a quarterback. Week 16, Cleveland at Houston Texans. I think the score was 36-22. Yep. Flacco had a huge game. Threw three picks, and they still won. Oh, he threw three picks that game. I believe so. Amari Cooper had a huge game that yep. day. 265 and two touchdowns. Yeah, and uh, the difference is – and that was the – that was our good call where we were hinting that C.J. Stroud might miss. Right. And it was his second straight week off of concussion. And uh, he did miss. And, uh, you know, he's obviously back and healthy. And Nico Collins wasn't 100% with his calf right, then. Nico Collins is fine. Um, the only worry there is, is maybe Laramie Tunsil, left tackle mm-hmm. with the groin. They have some – Houston has some D-line issues. Will Anderson played, but that's not Will Anderson with his high ankle. Uh, and, and a couple other, uh, Jerry Hughes, uh, JG, Jonathan Grenard. Will Anderson did not play in that, uh, that Browns-Texans game as well. Wow, first time for both rookies yeah, then. Yeah. yeah, so the number two and number three pick did not play, and Will Anderson still may not be 100% yeah. come this next week. Did you mention Jerry Hughes? He did yep. get injured. He had a sack that game, so that will be missed. Hughes... I think we'll be back this week. Grenard will be back this week. A few things going on with Houston and their D-line. And the big one is uh, defensively, Juan Thornhill did come back for the Browns. Not 100%. He's had the calf all year pretty much. But Delpit is is still on IR. IR, So now you have Stroud back there. Uh, We'll see what happens. any concerns about Amari Cooper? He missed uh, week 17 and 18 with the heel. Seems more rest than anything, but. Yeah, I think Amari Cooper would be fine. Is he going to get 265 yards again? <laughs> I think they'll have a solution for it. Now, I'm just saying that you can't say that the Browns beat him by two touchdowns in Houston three weeks ago, and this will be a repeat. I think it's a different situation, different team in, in it's the NFL. It's hard to beat a team twice in a season. Yeah, and Stroud might be able to take advantage of those safety issues, so more so than Case Keenum. Uh, Dolphins at Chiefs is the Peacock game. For anybody looking where it is, it's not going to be on cable at all. It's streaming exclusively on Peacock um, for all this. They're getting all the Swifties to sign up for Peacock. It's a shrewd move from NBC. Uh, (laughs) Dolphins, we talked about their uh, offensive issues, but on defense, uh, Bradley Chubb, they lose. Uh, last week, Jalen Phillips earlier in the season, Achilles, and then Van Ginkle left with a foot injury yesterday. Yeah, I don't think Van Ginkle's playing. We know Chubb's not. We know Jalen Phillips is not. Uh, I saw my guy Melvin Ingram out there as the edge <laughs> rusher. My guy Melvin. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Look, I love Melvin Ingram. Uh, you know, uh, it's going deep on the death chart at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, look, um, the Dolphins. I've lost what 24 sacks between Phillips, what he had this year, yep. and Chubb, and now Van Ginkle. And not only have they lost those sacks, but they lost a lot of tackles too, yeah, among those uh, edge rushers and linebackers. So that's going to be something to watch there as they play uh, the, uh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs have their offensive tackle issues. Juwan Taylor got injured. Donovan Smith might be back. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure Miami's in a position to exploit the uh, tackle weaknesses that the Chiefs have had all and we'll season. we'll see if the Chiefs are in a position to exploit the 
Dolphins defense. I know the lack of offensive weapons has been a topic all season. Correct. Xavier Howard, number one corner for the Dolphins, is out. Now, do the Chiefs have wide receivers to make him pay? And and look, I'm not banging on my guy, number five, Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> you mean a Pro Bowl cornerback, Jalen Ramsey? <laughs> We've talked about it. Yeah. He made a great comeback. I don't think yesterday was his greatest game. Tough That's to tough to cover Tyreek when you're healthy. I know this, this, there was that one brutal one-on-one replay deep route where he, his feet looked like he was in mud. So I, he's not the only corner looking like that against Tyreek, but tough tough task. Jaylen, no, Jalen. No, Jalen's. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey's not going against uh, Tyreek. Oh, on the one deep route. Or sorry, no, you're right. Is Stephon <laughs> Stephon Diggs burned in, him in the, practice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, didn't no. prepare him for Stephon Diggs. I have a question on that, Doc. So with Howard there and Ramsey coming back, it was kind of like Howard could do a lot and James Ramsey could do his thing. Now that Ramsey's by himself on his own island, does that expose the injury a little bit? Look, I think Jalen Ramsey has made a great comeback, right? And we said it, and he's beaten the odds and expectations. And all I ever said, even in Jalen Ramsey's hype video when he quoted and he came back, is I think it's a tall task to return to be Pro Bowl, all pro Jalen Ramsey in the same season. You can argue maybe he's done it. All I'm saying is cut the guy a break. I mean, if he doesn't have the one best game last night, because he still is de- dealing with lingering effects of the injury. Right. He's doing very, very well, and he's helping the Dolphins out quite a bit. Like I said, it's a tall order to return to be the same. Okay, he had one, maybe not the best game, but overall, he's been fine. Sports Injury Central Podcast. Ever felt the wear and tear of intense training? We get it. Recovery is crucial. That's why we're introducing you to Mushroom Life. Unlock the natural power of functional mushrooms with their range of tinctures, soft gels, and more, all designed to support your well-being and elevate your performance. And for those days when you just want to kick back and relax, check out their euphoric mushroom gummies. Perfect blend for that post-game relaxation. Very nice of them to send us a sample pack. I can't wait to dig in on my next off day. Now, here's a treat for all our loyal listeners. Use the code SIC and snag an incredible 50% off across the board. Dive into the world of mushrooms and elevate your wellness journey. And always remember, shroom responsibly. Head over to Mushroom Life now and discover the magic of mushrooms. Click link in the bio in the show notes, mushroomlife.com. That's mushroomlyfe.com. Uh, Steelers Bills is next on the slate. I think we covered uh, pretty much everybody, but uh, Razul Douglas left last game with a knee injury. Uh, he said he's going to try to gut it out. I don't know if that means for the wild card round or the round beyond that, but he kind of got leg whip, friendly fire on the top of the knee. Uh, you know, contusion and or hyperextension slash bone bruise type injury. We'll see. The problem is at corner, that's tough to yeah. gut it out. You know. Uh, you're on the O-line, D-line, and you're 85%. You can try and make a go of it. You're on an island out there. That's tough. That's pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, See if Mason Rudolph can take advantage. Kenny Pickett, the unfortunately timed uh, high ankle sprain. He hasn't had a sniff since Mason Rudolph got in there. So interesting and, matchup. And at this point, it's starting to become a little bit of hiding behind health, right? right. Kenny right. Pickett, Mason Rudolph. Right. Mason Rudolph. Led him to the playoffs. So you kind of have to ride Mason Rudolph, don't you? You can't just switch to Kenny Pickett yeah. right now. And you have the easy excuse that he's not 100%. Although Kenny Pickett is backing up, right? right? So he's healthy enough to play, but he's not the starter. 
And it's easy to say if he were 100% healthy, he'd be the starter, so he's not demoted. But it is a little bit hiding behind health, I think. Well, Trubisky's been ruled out last couple games. Yeah, Steelers uh, also have some issues on the defensive end. Lack of linebackers. Uh, got a got a fun one for you. Miles Jack is playing there. You weren't a big fan of his uh, previous knee issues coming into the league. Got uh, Melvin Ingram on the Dolphins, Miles Jack on the Steelers, and Shaq Leonard with the two back surgeries for the Eagles. Uh, pick two and eliminate the third. Which which are the two best health wise out of that group? Health wise, well, I mean. Health-wise, we said all year Shaq Leonard with his back is not 100%. Health-wise for this next game? Uh, let's go for the playoffs in general. I would say... Who do you have the most confidence in filling in? Obviously, we don't want to bang on the guys. They're cutting it out, playing through, but filling in the role, who's who's the most capable to fill in right now? I would say Miles Jack's knee injuries are long-term issues, and he seems to have survived that. Right. Shaq Leonard isn't going to change what his back status is from one week to the next, so I'd be worried about him a little bit. Melvin, look, if Melvin can turn back the clock, Melvin's <laughs> pretty good, and they need him at edge rusher. Right. And, and he didn't have a bad game, but... Uh, Looks like he didn't have the best uh, like conditioning the program. Of that Cameron Good guy that was uh, that injured uh, during the special teams, yep. he's Chubb's backup, so they had to go into the bag to get Ingram. So. Look, I love Melvin Ingram and don't hate me, but Melvin <laughs> looks a little heavier than when he played in San Diego yeah. <laughs> when he's with the Chargers. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Well, his, uh, his former teammate, University of Southern Carolina, uh, Stephon Gilmore had a right shoulder injury. Uh, we looked it up, reaggravation of the um, previous labrum injury that he had. Uh, so he's status up in the air going into the Packers game. I believe he sublux slash dislocated his right shoulder, which is a labral tear, which is what he had surgery on in a couple of off seasons ago. It's not impossible to play with a harness. Um, but yeah, that's one to watch successfully since they've already lost Trayvon Diggs, the right. Cowboys and the Packers may be finally getting back. Christian Watson, finally, maybe. So this might be the first time that they have their entire offense completely healthy. Musgrove also being back. Yeah. A couple other Romeo Dobbs did leave with the with injured ribs last game, but would think that he'd uh, he'd take the injection to play. I, I have a uh, hypothetical question for you guys, and we probably should ask our guy Doug, the Packers guy. <laughs> uh, did the Packers all of a sudden get wide receiver help for their quarterback, or <laughs> what <No>. changed? <laughs> I forget what I was listening to, but it is funny that that's the reason that Rodgers left, and then here's this group of young wideouts that's. Turning in performances, no matter who's up, and like Taven Wicks. Yeah. Before, yeah, all, yeah. So these are all new. Yeah. These are all new. Years, yeah. But they got them in the. It kind of got them in the drafts that Rodgers was complaining about, knocking wide receiver help. So Dobbs and Watson was last year, and this year was Reed and this Melton kid. So like you said, last. So maybe years, they did listen to him. Majority of their wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyler Smith's the other one on the Cowboys side. Uh, we talked, had an article. You could go back on the website if you want to find him. Uh, but the full plantar fascia tear, better long-term, tougher in the short-term, but he can take a pain and numbing injection to play. Chance to play. Zach Martin will play. He was right. just rest. Yeah. Zach uh, Martin will play. A.J. Dillon, kind of an interesting one. He had the broken right thumb. Uh, should be a little bit better from that, but he had a stinger that um, knocked him out of last week. I think it was more the stinger than the thumb at this point in time. Right. 
they haven't had that one-two punch healthy pretty much all season, but good chance to have it uh, again against the Cowboys. Uh, Rams at Lions, everybody's favorite. There's, there's everybody circling on the on the schedule. Uh, did they celebrate Stafford before? I mean, there's some talk. Do they do a ceremony? Do you not do a ceremony before or after the game? You can't do a ceremony. <laughs> the ceremony is so. about the playoff game. Yeah, the I Lions. think I mean, so. I mean, who would have thought that uh, uh, the 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 Lions finally host a playoff game and Matt Stafford will be there? I mean, it never <laughs> happened with Matt Stafford on the team. Yeah. Well, they boo or cheer Matt Stafford. I would hope that they cheer Matt Stafford at least before the game. During the game, they can do what you want. And, you know, perhaps as long as he doesn't stand next to his wife, they'll cheer him. <laughs> I don't think they love her. <laughs> Deserved or not, I don't think they love her there. But uh, no, Matt Stafford didn't. He didn't ask out. I mean, he got traded. I mean, what are you going to do? Shouldn't be any bittersweet feelings. Any yeah. No, I, I think that's going to be a fun and interesting game. But you know. Who, I mean, Detroit's been a pretty good offensive team, but we've detailed Laporta right. and Khalif Raymond, Jameson Williams. Meanwhile, Puka and Cooper are healthy. Ram, know. I think the Rams have a all healthy defensive eleven too, which is helpful. We've been saying for a while late safety this season, just safety just got hurt. Besides that, <laughs> that the Rams have been the healthiest team in the league for the last few weeks, and including in these playoffs, the Rams are the healthiest team. Yeah, Tyler Higby has a uh, dislocated shoulder week 17, so he's coming into a miss week 18 for rest. But I think he'll play. I think Higby will play. And you got to give it to Stafford. I mean, we had some worries about his spine, you know, at yeah. the beginning of the season. And he's played and played well and outperformed. And and uh, that's part of the reason the Rams have done well so far. It's a quick aside. It was interesting seeing Carson Wentz being used in the kind of Josh Allen role in that game. It's like he had like six quarterback draws Colin <laughs> called us yeah it was a key part of the game so uh, it's, yeah, it's good to see Carson once back out there like I said ironic that his career was derailed against the Rams admittedly at the Coliseum oh, right. not at not at uh, SoFi there but now he's no I think we didn't play at SoFi right they played in Arizona right but anyways it was against the Rams against the Rams again it was on the Rams and it was against the Rams yes I have uh, skipping ahead a little bit, but I have our good call was the Niners minus three and a half first half. I know uh, you keep trying to talk to us in the first half, but as we finally listen to you on this one with the uh, rest implications going on. But to, well, one- it, it, to me, look, I don't bet you guys know this. I'm just taking injury angles and looking at, you know, sometimes you guys do all that stuff. I chime in with market inefficiencies <laughs> is all. Well, Turned out the right side of it because Niners were five and a half for the game, ended up losing 21 20, and they were up 20 to seven at half. So, shut out in the second half. Carson Wentz comes down and they get they get the win to keep the playoff seating they wanted. And, and that's uh, where the field views Detroit. were healthy last week. We knew which people would rest on the 49ers and, and which key players were only playing the first half. And it was clearly a shutdown in the second half. So, that was what the first half was all about 20 to seven. So, that was, wasn't too bad. Uh, last matchup to talk about Eagles Bucks. Uh, we talked about the Eagles side of it, but Baker Mayfield right ankle um, limping around pretty good. Only managed nine points against Carolina. Uh, any concerns going into this game? I mean, Baker between his ribs last week and the ankle in the previous weeks, and again here, he's going to play. I mean, he's a game where he's going to play. But it's interesting that uh, those are two interesting teams in the playoffs here. Baker and company made it, but they beat. Panthers nine nothing only, yeah. 
and the Eagles. My gosh, they're in a little <laughs> interesting funk. They started ten and one. Yep. And then they ended up one and five after that. Oh. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. We'll see who can get up for that game. Uh, got some hide and bait health here. I know it seems not in the playoffs, but uh, it was interesting that we were on the Falcons plus three going against the Saints. And then the quarterback uh, snap food that Heineke, I got the details. Heineke tweaked his left ankle in week 16, uh, played through it in week 17, but was, was sore and then was pulled for Ritter. Uh, Arthur Smith said because of injury. And then Heineke's practicing, he's questionable and then inactive ahead of week 18. But we saw him in the full uni on the sideline. So I don't know if that was coaching, hide behind health, all the above. I mean, I don't know. That was an interesting circumstance. I mean, uh, I respect our, Arthur Smith. He was hot yeah. after the game. Huh? Yeah. And I can understand why it was a victory formation and the touchdown. And we probably saw uh, Jameis Winston's explanation, which was. <laughs> I can't, I can't get enough of that. We don't have to spend the whole podcast talking about it, but you're trying to get a touchdown for a guy that led the league in touchdowns last year? Yeah, 20 last year. at 20 last year. It's not like a feel-good story. Is his first NFL touchdown. This wasn't Rudy. Yeah, come on. Yeah. I think Jameis just knew he's not playing there anymore, and he didn't like Dennis Allen. So here's one final stick it to you, Dennis. <laughs> that was interesting and and uh, De- dennis allen caught the brunt of that yeah. now how much of that was real frustration for arthur smith or frustration at his whole pending situation above, yeah. and uh dennis allen i will give it to him he apologized immediately after and and quite honestly he didn't throw Jameis under the bus he right. didn't say well i didn't call that play <laughs> i didn't that well i was told him to do victory they didn't listen to me which probably would not have been a good look your team right. doesn't listen to you he just took it and said, yeah. So Shannon Sharp said he shouldn't have a job anymore. He like, said Jameis. Yeah, yeah, Shannon Sharp said I would yeah. cut Jameis today. From a coaching <laughs> perspective, I know he was amicably okay in person, but behind the scenes, is Allen upset, like he said, that players aren't listening to him? Or is that just like last game of the season? Or is... I don't know. There's so many different layers of yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, do you cut Jay or Alexander because he didn't listen and he did the coin flip? I, I he's mean, back on board now, a number one Packers fan. Yeah, I would say maybe. <laughs> uh, there, there's so many different layers to it. I mean, so many different layers to it. To just cut him just for that, I don't know. I mean, if he did it for himself, I think you could. But if you're, I've got to think he's a pending free agent. I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to look yeah, it up. But yeah, I think that was calculated by Jameis. I don't think he did that knowing he's going to have to spend the whole offseason program with Dennis Allen. <laughs> well, look, I mean, you know, uh, you could argue that. Uh, Former Houston Texans coach Lovey Smith knew he was a pending free agent <laughs> going to be fired, and he won that Week 18 yeah. game that cost the Texans the number one pick. Yep. And then Chicago trades that to oh. Carolina. Carolina takes Bryce Young, and they that's maybe, a whole alternate reality yeah. wormhole you can go down. C.J. Stroud, number two, Will Anderson, number three. They got the better part of that deal. Yeah, um, Lovey Smith. They owe a lot to Lovey Smith. They didn't think so at the time, but. They do. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I got on here. Rough loss. Knocked him out of the playoffs. Uh, how much can you put on the accumulation of injuries? He had the left knee tweak in October 15th, right ankle December 4th, right shoulder December 16th. It caused him to miss week 17 and then a little bit limited week 18. Well, in his shoulder AC joint, he played through maybe with or without injection. He threw 55 yard in the air completion. Right to Ridley for a 60-some-yard touchdown. So his arm was there, but I don't know. Was this a 
lack of practice time with his team. They clearly got off kilter. And, um, you know, one of the things you talk about in the NFL, you scout the last four games. They kind of divide the season into quarters. This is when it was 16 games. It was easy. Right. Now it's 17. But your personality is much more the last four games. I mean, look at the Eagles, one in five, last six games. Their personality is not the same as early this season. Um, same there, with, same with there the, that Super Bowl hangover thing too. The, the loser of the Super Bowl doesn't do well the following season. Well, yeah, but they started ten and one. Ten and one out so. the eight, but maybe it's catching up to them. I don't know. I don't know, but <laughs> but Jacksonville's not won recently, right? right? And they've been on a negative. Yeah, two and zero in London. London. The London is that too too much traveling for them? Now they're two and zero in London. Yeah. Come on, yeah. <laughs> they got hot after yeah, London. They, yeah, they were good. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think you can blame that on that. Last note on Lawrence, career high in sacks, but a career low in attempts. So maybe you can point to the offensive line a little bit too. Interesting. Uh, bad call of the week, uh, Ravens plus three and a half. I know that was a sloppy conditions. Uh, interesting that the the main ref in that Detroit and Cowboys uh, debacle in week 17 was at that slot bowl in <laughs> Baltimore-Pittsburgh. I don't know if that was intentional, but... Uh, Rough, rough couple of weeks for him. No, uh, you know, of course, I preferred the first half there, but <laughs> that which would have won. But, you know but, 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 you know, the, uh, the, uh, I love that Steelers special teamer that the ball was dead on the seven yard line, two yards in bound, and he put his toe out of bounds and reached. Uh, that's my beast of the week candidate. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, got his name, Godwin Iguabuike. I think I screwed that up, but Iguabuike. On the one hand, smart play, good coaching. On the other hand, every player in the league should know that, right? And it, the ball just stuck in the mud right there, wasn't going anywhere. And it was a live ball. He couldn't fair catch it. You pick it up and scoop it, he gets maybe to the 15 at most. Said he, but he had to calculate in his mind, can I reach that? He put his toes out of bounds, lay down flat prone, touch <laughs> the ball. The ball went out to the 40. That's yeah. pretty good. Is that a loophole? How is that not illegal touching for going out of bounds and then no, grabbing no. it? No, no. Because oh, because it's, it's not only, on the once, kicking team. Once you're that. out of bounds, yeah, and you touch it, the ball's out of bounds, right? Which then implies that the ball was kicked out of bounds, right? So that's is it a loophole? Maybe a little bit. Rain but, helped too, right? It stopped. It stopped. It stuck right there. So uh, uh, smart on on Baltimore's part, special teams, and kick it down where it's not going to bounce around and stick in the mud. It was. He just went up them. All right, so that's not a bad beast of the week, and we do a lot of hits, but I, I got to say. Beast of the week, I'm going to put up my guy, Pat McAfee. <laughs> First of all, I'm curious to what Aaron Rodgers is going to say this week. Uh, the controversy, whatever you want to say. But he called out his immediate report boss as being a rat. I mean, and, the, and that's not the beast of the week part. The beast of the week part, like, I love Pat. Like, been on a couple times, whatever. We'll go on whatever. He's got lots of success and and he's doing the college football and doing everything. Oh, he'll be everywhere tonight. Yeah, yeah Monday night. Good, good for him and and whatever. But I think the beast of the week move is after calling out this Norby Williamson guy. I've worked with ESPN, so I don't know who he is, but apparently he's a longtime guy, gets a lot of credit, OG guy, whatever. But everyone has a boss. And McAfee takes a picture with Norby Williamson's boss the next day. <laughs> You know, hey, <laughs> and he, he does the old pointing at him, yeah. like, hey, uh, look who I'm here with, yeah, <laughs> all buddied up with his whole crew and with 
Norby Willis's boss. Yeah. I got I gotta say that was a beast's power move, man. I mean, uh it was it was pretty fun and good. I love Pat McAfee. You know, tell me if I aired here. The first time was on I was on with McAfee. Um look, we texted, you know each other, whatever. He said, Oh yeah, come on on. And he had actually put it off for a while. And he said to me when I got on, he goes, Yeah, no, I would have had you on earlier because I love your stuff, blah, 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 blah. But you know, I would have to ask you about Tyrod Taylor and his punctured lung. <laughs> and then this morning my staff tells me that it wasn't you. <laughs> right. And I was like, Yeah, it wasn't me. That was in LA, whatever. Right. Da, da, da. Tell me if I did the right thing or not. I almost said, and I said, no, no, no. My first time on with Pat, I can't say this. I almost said, and you're not the idiot kicker Peyton Manning was referring to. <laughs> I don't know if that would have played I, well, but I think that was a good well. avoid. <laughs> I, I, I think I think he might have taken it well, but it could have gone bad. So I think it was yeah, a good avoid. Good avoid. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any of those. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not I'm not a beast of the week. I don't I don't have the guts to, to do that. So, but I think it would have been funny, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure people have mistaken him yeah, for the idiot for sure. kicker that yeah, Peyton yeah. Manning has talked about because <laughs> he's an indie Colts kicker, right? Yeah. Peyton Manning talked about an idiot <laughs> kicker, right? So you're, you're with me. It was a good avoid. Yeah. Okay. I think last time you were on Rodgers, you were talking about uh, backing him up that punters are athletes too. So I think he he appreciated that too because that's uh, I know that's a big well, that's <laughs> Well, actually, that's not technically what I said. Right. What I said was in the NFL, there are – two different types of kickers punt. There are some athletes in the NFL that happen to be in the NFL because they can kick a ball. And there are some kickers, punters in the NFL who are actual NFL players right. who happen to be able to kick a ball. Right. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and I put Pat in that category. Yeah. I mean, I put, you know, I, I mentioned before Mike Cyphers in that category. He's a football player who happens to kick a ball. Um, he was very athletic in his uh, WWE. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. I've talked yeah. about it on a podcast before. Nate Kading, love him. Great Charger player. He's a guy who more of a specialist. Yeah, he was in the <laughs> NFL because he could kick a ball. Right. He wasn't an NFL guy, right? right. You know, <laughs> I mean, in terms, in terms of athlete, I mean, he he was a he was a kicker in the NFL, yeah. whereas Cyphers and McAfee are football players who happen to kick a ball. Yeah. Uh, that's the distinction that I made. So glad you backed me up on it. I'm sorry, Pat. We're all good. <laughs> Love you and your crew. And and you're the beast of the week. I think that was an awesome beast of the week move there. The power picture with his boss the next day. That uh, And knowing Pat, I mean, that wasn't planned out. It was all spontaneous. Yeah. I mean, he just speaks from the heart. It's not I mean, that calculated. And look, that's his successful because he's real and authentic. I think that's just him. He flies off the cuff and is authentic. And, you know, I don't think that was a, I'm planning this just because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still the beast of the week move. I think power move. I uh, just want to mention all attentions on NFL playoffs, but uh, we are ramping up some basketball coverage with the less games in the NFL. So Chris Paul analysis, uh, all the latest on, Jimmy Butler, Turf Toe, all that good stuff on our NBA page. And and don't 
sleep on this. We've always said in the NFL, look, everyone knows when a quarterback's in or out and it gets factored in, but it's the cluster injuries, be it the wide receiver group or the offensive line or the DBs that we look at with 22 starters in the NFL and only five in the NBA. So look, if LeBron's out, everyone's going to know it. Okay. But when the, the small forward for a team is out or the power forward or the center for a team is out, that in and of itself is a cluster because it's five guys going both ways versus 22 guys in the NFL, and really more than 22 with the specialists, with the third down backs, with the slot corners, uh, slot receivers and nickel backs and dime packages, et cetera. Right. But by definition, anytime we have an injury in the NBA and they're less than 100%, that is a cluster injury. So in some ways, we found that the NBA stuff that you guys all do, uh, the props and, and the plays are, it's almost more actionable. Right. Because by definition, one injury is a cluster uh, in terms of what's happening. So you guys do a good job of that. Yeah, I think, what are we, plus 12 units, Taylor? Is it? I um, think no, we're at six now. Okay. Yeah, we have a little rough patch, yeah, but three and zero last night. So let's focus on the there, <laughs> closer mentality. <laughs> wipe the slate and get back. Next play, it. one play at a time. Right. <laughs> yes. We were three and zero last night. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching uh, Sports Injury Central Pro Football Doc podcast. We'll be on throughout the rest of the playoffs and Super Bowl. We'll be in Las Vegas for Super Bowl week, but also. You know, in some ways, the podcast I like in the off season because then we get back to guests and uh, more deeper dive. Gotta stuff. start getting that list for you, Doc. It's never too early to start planning. Yeah, the scheduling's <laughs> the, the worst part. My schedule, the guest schedule, yeah. and trying to figure all that stuff out. <laughs> I mean, getting guests isn't a problem. Getting them when he, when we need them, like to, to the recording window, <laughs> yeah, is uh, sometimes the uh, issue. But there's definitely, yeah, we should call that long list of guests and we'll take suggestions too. tweet at us or DM or whatever at sports injury central SIC score or the pro football doc. All right. Thanks for watching and listening.